In the second half of the show, we'll explore the history of each location, the story of the Great America in each city and town along our route. What does it mean to be a Great America on the local level? Was it when a city prospered? When a new business came to town? During a time of civil unrest? Before Western civilization arrived? Resident historian Tom Przelski is here to tell us what made this place great. Tom Przelski is a Tucson native whose family roots in southern Arizona extend back to the 18th century. He worked for both the Pasquayaki tribe and the Tohono O'odham Nation before serving three terms in the Arizona House of Representatives. He was the Pima County historian, and his writings on Arizona history, politics, and culture have appeared in multiple publications. He is the author of California Lancers, the first battalion of Native cavalry in the Far West, 1863 to 1866. More importantly, Tom is our resident historian. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here. In which time period was it a great America in Pueblo? For Pueblo, the period that I chose as a great period was the the interwar period between 1915 and 1942. Those were the years of the big boom in the steel industry in Pueblo. Beyond that, it was probably at that point the most diverse city west of the Rocky Mountains. And that's what I thought was what really made it great. What made it great? As I said, it was an incredibly diverse city because of the steel industry there. In the years between the wars, it was being compared to the cities of the East, like Chicago and New York. In terms of its ethnic diversity, there were 40 languages spoken in the city, according to the U.S. Census. There were about two dozen foreign language newspapers that were active in the city. There were various ethnic festivals. There were ethnic organizations like the Sons of Italy, various Irish and Slovenian clubs and that sort of thing. So it was a city that was very much not only prosperous, but very diverse. It was a city where there was a lot happening because of that diversity. Who was included in that great America? Well, again, it was a city that had a large immigrant population to work in the steel industry. That was about the steel company, the Colorado Fuel and Iron, employed about 20,000 people. In addition to that, they were very concerned about issues in the community. They were building schools. They were investing in healthcare and sanitation. And they were pursuing social reforms, like going out against liquor and prostitution. So it was not only a very ethnically diverse city, but it was also a very clean, modern city as well. Who was excluded from that great America? As I said, it was a company town. So the company very much had control over the people who worked for them. There were company stores. Most people lived in company housing. The hospital that the company built was the company hospital. So there wasn't a lot of opportunity to establish your own business in the town. Also, um, the company had established a company union. So in order to control labor unrest, though Pueblo itself wasn't a center of labor unrest, their surrounding communities very much were. And there were attempts even in Pueblo to strike against Colorado Fuel and Iron. And these were very difficult to organize because the company had such thorough control over the town. How does that tie into current day? 
Color of Fuel and Iron is still in Pueblo. They don't employ nearly as many people. Technology changed, the economy changed, the whole steel industry collapsed in the 80s. Pueblo, because of the steel industry, they had a lot of environmental issues that they're still dealing with. This kind of derisive nickname for Pueblo, Piublo, because the town always smelled bad from the smoke. Whenever there's new development in Pueblo, they encounter something buried, some kind of Superfund site, whatever. But the city leadership in Pueblo is very much about trying to diversify the economy, building a tourism industry, tech, alternative energy industry, those sorts of things. But they're still having to kind of shake the legacy of the steel industry, which has been so prominent decades before. So, Tom, thanks so much for being on the show this week. Well, thank you, Laura. Thank you for listening to In Search of the Great America. Today's episode had music by Valentin Sochnitsky. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. For show notes and more information on the podcast, please visit our website, greatamericaproject.com. Thank you.